Welcome back to another episode of the Strange Matters Podcast, where we discuss anything just outside the norm, ranging from bizarre and unexplained to the supernatural and paranormal and everything in between. I'm your host for this episode, and my name is Eric. So tonight we're going to be discussing a topic known as the Lost City of Z and the disappearance of Percy Fawcett. And this is another Patreon-suggested episode, so big thanks to Tim for supporting our podcast and also for the awesome suggestion. Now, at face value, this was not the typical topic that would jump out to me as what I personally consider strange. The disappearance of Percy Fawcett has numerous potential explanations, but it was only when I got deep into the literature that I discovered how truly odd this individual actually was. Now, Percy Fawcett was a British-born explorer, and he was actually a colonel in the British military. Born in 1867, he was a rugged individual by anyone's definition, and was obsessed with this concept of an ancient lost city known as Z. Now, he believed that this lost city existed somewhere in the Amazonian jungle in the Mato Grosso region of Brazil, and he planned a trek into the wilderness in 1925. Colonel Fawcett expected that he would make history for discovering the city, a city that many archaeologists believed was fictional. However, on May 29th, he and his two companions would disappear without a trace. Interestingly, Many explorers would set off in search of evidence surrounding this strange disappearance. However, many of them would disappear, never to be found again. Colonel Fawcett was as many people would expect a stereotypical earlier 20th century explorer to look like. This would not be his first rugged experience as he previously served as an artilleryman in the British military. He had done a tour of duty in World War I and also served as a top-secret spy in Morocco. This man had spent several years alone in the woods without contact with any sort of modern civilization. Legends of his adventures into the wilderness had previously captivated people all over the world, as he would frequently venture out with little more than a machete, a compass, and an iron will. He was known for calling the Amazon the last great blank space in the world, and had been there half a dozen times already to make maps. This was not the only uncharted expedition he had participated in before. He had completed various different trips throughout Brazil and Bolivia and encountered various different extreme conditions and dangers. His resume had earned him a significant degree of fame as he had accepted medals and awards from the Royal Geographical Society. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle had even based a 1912 novel known as The Lost World on the adventures of Colonel Fawcett, although this fictional novel describes encounters with prehistoric animals such as dinosaurs. Now, many people would consider a byproduct of all this exploration to be a vivid imagination, and this could potentially lead to Percy Fawcett's obsession with this lost city of Z even when many of his counterparts considered him to be crazy. However, to him, this was far more than just a fabrication. 
Based on encounters with native Indians and other references, he theorized that sophisticated civilizations existed in the Amazonian wilderness, and that these were perhaps linked to the European conquistadors. While publicly his claims regarding this lost city were somewhat mild, secretly it was nothing less than a complete obsession. Fawcett wrote, I do not assume that the city is either large or rich. However, he actually told the Royal Geographical Society that he believed Z was an outpost of Atlantis that had been destroyed by some unknown cataclysmic event that had occurred several millennia ago. Unfortunately, his beliefs were quickly dismissed by some of the societal elders. One interesting discovery that actually fueled his theory was the rediscovery of the lost Incan city of Machu Picchu in 1911. And this was located in Peru's Andes mountain range. In a letter to his son Brian, the colonel describes Z as the following. I expect the ruins to be monolithic in character, more ancient than the oldest Egyptian discoveries. Judging by inscriptions found in many parts of Brazil, the inhabitants used an alphabetical writing allied to many ancient European and Asian scripts. There are rumors, too, of a strange source of light in the building, a phenomenon that filled with terror the Indians who claimed to have seen it. The central place I call Z, our main objective, is in a valley surmounted by lofty mountains. The valley is about 10 miles wide, and the city is on eminence in the middle of it, approached by a barreled roadway of stone. The houses are low and windowless, and there is a pyramidal temple. The inhabitants of the place are fairly numerous. They keep domestic animals, and they have well-developed mines in the surrounding hills. Not far away is a second town, but the people living in it are of an inferior order to those of Z. Farther to the south is another large city, half buried and completely destroyed. In 1920, his search was fueled by the discovery of what is known as Manuscript 512. This manuscript was written by a Portuguese fortune hunter in 1753. It describes this fortune hunter's encounter with a walled city deep in the Mato Grosso area of the Amazon that resembles ancient Greece. Fawcett had previously attempted to find his obsession, the lost city of Z. However, during his last two attempts, he was forced out of the Amazon by bad weather and sickness. This time, being his third attempt, after finally obtaining funding, the 57-year-old man set off once again into the wilderness. He turned down many offers from eager explorers anxious to assist him on his journey. However, as it turns out, his 21-year-old son, Jack, was the one that would accompany him on his mission and also Jack's best friend, Raleigh Rimmel. After collecting their supplies, they soon set off on their way. Fawcett vowed, we shall return, and we shall bring back what we seek. Initially, they sailed to Rio de Janeiro, then trekked into the Amazon, where they replenished their supplies and purchased several pack animals and some native guides. Then on April 20th, 1925, they finally ventured into the jungle. Over the next several weeks, they would encounter stifling heat, seemingly impenetrable brush, 
and various other dangers, including piranhas, hostile natives, and bothersome insects. This made it difficult to get a good night's sleep and made the journeying even more draining. Despite this, they maintained a pace of nearly 15 miles per day, mostly driven by Fawcett himself, who in one instance got so far ahead of his companions that he had to camp alone for a night. Over a month after their initial departure, they reached Dead Horse Camp, which got its name from where Fawcett had previously been forced to shoot his exhausted horse on a past venture. At this point, the guides were dismissed and sent back to Cuiaba with the last of Fawcett's dispatches, including a letter to his wife, Nina, that said, Jack is well and fit and getting stronger every day. You need have no fear of any failure. Two years passed without word from the adventurers. Rumors began spreading about their whereabouts. However, many feared that the impervious Fawcett had finally died. Other witnesses claimed that he had been taken prisoner by one of the local tribes, and some believed that he had simply gone native and was now living in the jungle. One rumor even went so far as to say he had established himself as a chief of one of the local tribes of cannibals along the Zingu River. In recent times, researchers have attributed his disappearance to anything ranging from malaria, parasites, and infection, to starvation, drowning, wild animal attack, and even still some believe that Fawcett, as one who has dabbled in mysticism, perhaps disappeared intentionally as a means to establish his own civilization in the jungle, perhaps even among some of the natives. In 1928, the Royal Geographical Society dispatched teams of searchers hoping to discover some clues regarding this mysterious disappearance. However, only some of them would return from the jungle, and all of the ones who did return would return empty-handed. In the years since then, there have been plenty more people to set off in search of answers. However, many have vanished and some of them have even died in their attempts to find clues regarding Fawcett's disappearance. One more recent group set off in the year of 1996, funded by a wealthy businessman named James Lynch. Unfortunately, all of the expeditioners were captured and held for ransom, and then later only barely escaped for their lives in exchange for roughly $30,000 worth of equipment. However, in 2005, a journalist named David Gran managed to retrace Foss's path through the Amazon and encountered a native tribe. The Kalapalo Indians had passed down a story over the last several decades that told of an encounter with a white explorer. In their story, they claimed they had warned Fawcett about venturing into the area of a more vicious and belligerent tribe known as the Fierce Indians. The Kalapalo determined by the explorer's lack of return that they had been killed. This would at the time be considered the greatest piece of information ever to surface regarding his disappearance. However, his fate will likely never be known for sure. Fawcett's wife remained hopeful of her family's return until the day of her death and even claims to have received a telepathic message from Fawcett in 1934. 
A psychic by the name of Geraldine Cummins claims that she too received a message from Fawcett and later received four more communications all the way until the year 1948 when Fawcett told her that he had died. Despite his disappearance, there have been there has been evidence in recent years that Fawcett's theory of a lost civilization may not have been so fantastic as it seems. In a book called The Lost City of Z, the author points out that many archaeologists now believe the Amazon was home to dozens of bustling settlements in the centuries before the arrival of our European visitors. Excavations revealed that ruins of garden cities with various different defensive structures and walls, as well as infrastructure like complex roads, networks, and even space for thousands of inhabitants actually existed. Some of these sites are buried deep in the modern-day state of Mato Grosso, which is actually the very area that Percy Fawcett had hoped to find his lost city of Z. Missionaries who visited the area where he disappeared share accounts of stories regarding a tall, blue-eyed white man in the area who was forced to marry one of the chieftain's daughters. Additionally, there were sightings of a young white boy that was presumably either the son of the colonel himself or the son of Jack. Still, other theories suggest he met with a less enthusiastic end. One man in 1952 states that he was shown the shrunken heads of the trio by an Indian chief. However, there's little evidence to support this claim. And then there's the story of Villas Boas. This story tells of an explorer by the name of Arn Rane, who went to Mato Grosso in search of clues for Fawcett's disappearance in the 1960s. He wrote in a book that a man by the name of Orlando Villas Boas had encountered one of Fawcett's murderers. As the trio had been traveling down the river, they had actually accidentally spilled many of their gifts into the river gifts that would have been used to bribe the local tribes into allowing them to pass unmolested. Later on, the group encountered the Kalapalo tribe who killed them and tossed Jack Fawcett and Raleigh Rimmel into the river. Father, on the other hand, received a proper burial given that he was old and somewhat distinguished. And this story was confirmed by another individual who visited the Kalapalo tribe. In 1951, Villas Boas received bones that claimed to have belonged to Fawcett. Villas Boas analyzed the bones and confirmed the identity. However, after much debate, they were later reanalyzed, actually confirming that they belonged to someone else. An explorer named Benedict Allen set out to talk to the Kalapalo Indians. He encountered an elder who admitted that they had actually had no part in Fawcett's disappearance. However, there truly exists no dependable evidence about whether or not any of these statements can be confirmed. So back to square one. Another theory revolves around some previously hidden private documents indicating that Fawcett never had any real intentions of returning to his home but rather left for the jungle to establish a commune based on a bizarre cult that he had recently been involved with. Fawcett wrote, The English go native very easily. There's no disgrace in it. 
On the contrary, in my opinion, it shows a creditable regard for the real things in life. An individual by the name of Misha Williams, after visiting the jungle, obtained permission to read over some of Fawcett's previously mentioned correspondences. He believes that all the expeditions into the Amazonian rainforest in search of his remains were misguided and in the wrong direction. Williams believes instead that Fawcett hoped to follow what he called the Grand Scheme and set up a secret community based on some strange religious or cult-like beliefs that involved the worship of his son Jack and tenets of the at-the-time fashionable belief known as Theosophy. Theosophy is based on several different philosophies, but essentially believes that a relationship with God can only be achieved through spiritual ecstasy, direct intuition, or special individual relations. Fawcett was quite a devout practitioner of this strange religion, and was also quite familiar with the Secret Doctrine, which was written by Helena Blavatsky and Fawcett's older brother Edward. The Secret Doctrine is Blavatsky's masterpiece, which outlines the central beliefs of theosophy, cosmic, planetary, and human evolution, as well as science, religion, and mythology. Fawcett would not admit this to most, however, he actually considered Z to be an outpost for the extraterrestrial gods who visited Earth in prehistoric times, and even goes so far as to claim that Z could be the cradle of civilization also known as Eden, which, in contradiction to biblical claims, is where ancient aliens touched down and created the human race. Williams goes on to claim that there were actually numerous people that had supported Fawcett's plans and were hoping to venture into the jungle in order to join his new way of life. Interestingly, Williams, who has developed a close relationship with some of Fawcett's descendants, actually managed to come upon a drawing of a female spirit guide, who he believes is at the core of Fawcett's mysterious disappearance. Rumor has it that it's she who drew Fawcett into the Amazonian wilderness, and that also this spirit guide has lured countless other white men as well. This would make sense because it's also commonly held that much of the difficulty in uncovering the secrets about this disappearance are actually attributed to Fawcett's family wishing to protect his good name. I'm sure if my parents were famous and into weird ritualistic cult-like practices, which ultimately led to their demise, I would probably do what I could to keep that to myself. Fawcett's son Brian wrote a best-selling book called Exploration Fawcett, which was likely an attempt to put up a smokescreen and lead people away from the truth. On the other hand, many of today's devout theosophists believe that the expedition was actually a success and that the trio located the lost city of Z, and it turned out, in fact, to be a subterranean city full of UFOs and beautiful red-haired people. Aside from some of the more crazy theories, there are still countless other potential explanations for his death. The Amazonian wilderness is full of countless treacherous creations, including black caiman, orifice attacking leeches, piranhas, jaguars, giant river otters, vipers, electric eels, botflies, 
Brazilian wandering spiders, anacondas, dart frogs, malaria, yellow fever, and worst of all, the candiru. I'll let everybody look that one up for themselves. There's only so far I'm willing to take things on this podcast. And this is actually an interesting topic for our podcast, given that, again, there are no shortage of viable options that could explain his disappearance. However, the bottom line is that we simply don't have enough evidence to confirm a concrete conclusion. So that wraps up this episode of the Strange Matters podcast. If you would like to send feedback or suggestions for future episodes, please reach us at our email, strangematterspodcast at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, strangematterspodcast.com, where you can comment on, listen to, and download all of our episodes. We finally ask that if you are listening to us on iTunes and enjoy the show, please take the time to leave us a quick rating and a review. It means a lot to us and also helps promote the podcast so we continue to reach new listeners. And if you really, really like the podcast, we've recently set up a Patreon account that has been getting some great attention. For those who pledge $5, you will receive access to our Patreon-exclusive episodes, and we recently released our first one in August entitled unspeakable experiments where we discuss some of the horrors of a couple different human experiments known as mk ultra and unit 731 so until next time at the strange matters podcast take care everybody